You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Kayvon. He's also known as the One Call Closer. He helps business owners, service providers, coaches, consultants close high-ticket offers over the phone. He's also an international sales trainer and speaker. Welcome to the show, Kayvon. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on the podcast and be on yours as well. Thank you so much. So today, we're going to talk about you know something a little bit different angle. We're going to take a little bit different spin than we've done with a lot of my different podcasts and a lot of different guests and even some of my solo episodes. Today, we're going to focus in on some tips and strategies and a framework that you have on how to close more deals over the phone without sounding like that pushy sales guy, right? We're going to dig into that today, right? But before we do that, you know, I know you've got an interesting backstory. Give us a quick backstory of kind of how you got here and then we'll jump right in. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't wait to jump into kind of the core fundamentals and the strategies on how to close, you know, high ticket offers and services, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars over the phone and how I do it and how my team does it. But my story, it I always like to say my story is kind of like that typical entrepreneur story. I always believe that most entrepreneurs, there comes a point in their life where they have that breaking moment, that moment where they just say enough's enough and they go out on their own. For me, Growing up, I was that kid in the bottom half of the class that made the top half perfect. You know, I was written off uh, by the age of grade one with every letter in the book, ADD, ADHD, LD, reading, writing, math. By the time I was in 20s, basically told by the university professor that I was the stupidest kid he's ever seen and that I should just quit and, and give up. But the one thing in that process is I've always had to sell myself. I always had to sell myself. I sell people that, you know, what they thought of me was wrong. And I started a sales career very early when I was 13. I was helping out my uncle at a local furniture store. So I watched what, how he communicated and I just loved the, the world of sales. And I have uh, two decades of sales experience. When I was in my final corporate job, which was working with one of the largest pharmaceutical businesses, that moment, that moment that entrepreneurs go through where enough is enough uh, happened for me. Within one week, I had, we had an acquisition at work where our you know, commission structure was changing. Found out my family, uh, my dad had cancer. My sister's husband was leaving her. We had relationships issues and I was being evicted all in the same week. And I knew at that moment something had to change. So what I did was I was looking at the on world, on the online world and I was seeing you know, the amount of scalability you can have and the amount of people you can touch instead of just trying to focus in, in your own city. And I jumped right in. Unlike most people, I jumped in kind of blind and stupid. And I found myself a year later, $150,000 in debt. Uh, and I was trying to be a marketer. I was trying to do all these things that I saw, but none of the things that I was trying to become or what I was doing was actually in line or in harmony with who I am. 
which was a, you know, evidently just a salesperson. And when I found my, my mentor basically said, Kayvon, you're, you're doing it all wrong. Like you're trying to be someone you're not. You're trying to be, you know, a marketer. You're actually a sales, you're a sales guy. Go sell these high ticket offers. And these are offers that these coaches and influencers have that range anywhere between 15, 20, 30 K. And I got, and because of my decades of experience within one month, I was earning $25,000 a month. So the month before I was losing $25,000, trying to build a team, trying to market, Facebook ads, all this stuff, all the digital stuff that happens. And I stopped all of that. And within one month, I got one client and now I'm earning 25K a month. Month three was 50K a month and started growing. Through that, my uh, business partner and I, we created a program uh, and we basically, it was a sales training program where we went from zero to 8 million in eight months, which was pretty fun. Wow. That's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely scaling up rapidly. And I know that the phone and these strategies that you're going to share today are going to be a big part of that. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your business, right? So you have a training, kind of a training, coaching, and then kind of done for you service where you actually help some of your clients close sales, large high ticket offers over the phone, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So we get businesses that bring me in all the time. We either do consulting or we'll do training for their uh, big sales teams. Like we just spent, uh, again, I just spent last weekend, I was in, in Florida with a team of 25 plus coaches. These, these people all have offers that are $25,000 plus. And I did a full day intensive training on the kind of philosophies, the fundamentals, what needs to happen, the whole sales process, as well as I get brought in for uh, speaking engagements. And then what we do back, what I like to say at the home base is we actually do fulfillment. So we only work with exclusive businesses that have done the right things, like in things meaning the right marketing and they have the right offers and they have the right services. And we actually do the fulfillment for them. So my team and I will actually close those offers for the coaches, for the businesses, so they can focus on the things that are most important. Makes sense. All right, cool. So let's get micro into your business for a minute because you are have a, a variety of different ways that you are getting clients for your business. I'm going to make the assumption. If you had to pick one, what's the number one source or number one strategy or tactic that you're using to get clients for your business? Obviously, there's a phone involved, I'm sure. But Absolutely. before that, they had to become a lead. They had to raise their hand. How does that take place? How does that work in your business today? Yeah. So we, again, because we have multiple kind of channels in my business, one of the channels we have when it comes to my training, my course program is we'd use, you know, we leverage Facebook, we leverage the Google ads and we turn, we put them into our sales funnels. And uh, typically our sales funnels, you know, traditional ones is where we offer them, you know, a free script or something that get the emails. We've now seen that people don't want that. They, they want actually value. So we're, we're very heavily offering value up front, whether that's on my Facebook group or whether that's in my YouTube. And we're really getting people in an organic way, following me and, and the ones that they know they want to work with me. Because there's many, let's get real, there's many sales trainers out there and they're all great, but people are tied or they're attached to your personality. They're attached to how you say things or what you say. And what I do with, with, with the mass value is the ones that fall through the funnel will get through the email sequence. And yeah, you are correct. They end up you know, having an opportunity to book a call with us to which then we will have that conversation. When it comes to the consulting client, it's different, right? The business owners are a little bit more educated. They understand the marketing. So for me, all my business right now, actually, it comes from word of mouth, which we know is still the number one and the most powerful you know, tool in marketing. So I, again, for me, I always say this in my talks or in my trainings is I don't believe in open loops. And I tell people, I'll be the last one that goes to bed tonight because I will sit there 
and answer everyone's questions. And for me, that's how I kind of deliver that mass value. And for instance, last week, you know, we started 8.30 a.m. I did not leave the room until 10.30. And that's, again, I was the last one there. And be through that is how I get that, that word of mouth. And I came home and within a couple of days, I've had three or four, as a result of that, three or four people wanting to work with us. Yeah. Under promise, over deliver and, you know, make sure that everybody's happy when they walk away. And that leaves, that, that cre- has a tendency to create good relationships and opportunities down the road. So that's perfect. All right. Well, listen, I want to dive into this, you know, this strategy and this framework that you use for closing these higher ticket coaching and consulting offers over the phone and how you do it without sounding like a pushy sales guy. That's the key. And that was what was really important to me in bringing you on here, right? Because I know that's your style and strategy. So you had a framework that you were going to unpack for us and kind of share. Could you take that away? And then, you know, I'll ask any questions as we need to. I would love to. Yeah. And again, it's what I want to do is before we get, you know, in such a framework, it's you got to really understand the core philosophy that I always say is the foundation of what separates the greats from the good. And, and what I've learned in my, you know, two decades of sales experience is number one is the philosophy we have is you never, ever want to sound like act, do, or speak like a typical salesperson. So there's common objections a lot of us get in our businesses. And you know, the common ones are, hey, this is good, but I need to think it over, or I need to speak to my business partner, and or your prices are too high. And I tell people, usually what happens is when you get those objections, it's because somewhere along the conversation, you've lost control. And when you've lost control, what you've done is you've actually sounded, acted like a typical salesperson. And what I mean by that is you're either pushing your features or benefits, you're overselling, Sometimes uh, people, here's another key philosophy is you never want to mention your price way too early or way too late in the sales conversation, or it's going to be over. Your marketing hasn't created the authority for yourself, or you haven't even created that on the phone call. And the most important typical salespeople, they try to justify their value. It's funny. I just did a training and one of, the, one of my sales trainers you know, basically said, a customer kind of just said, why should we hire you? And what they did was they go, they went right into typical salespeople. Oh, I should hire, you should hire us because we do this and we're this and we're so great and we have that. And I said, no, what you want to do is it's called a pattern interrupt. And what that pattern interrupt is, is when you don't actually sound like a typical salesperson. So when they ask you, well, why should we hire you? Instead of going and justifying your value, I do the opposite. I put it back on them and I say, well, you tell me, why do you think you should hire me? And it allows me to regain control right away. Because the philosophy is the ones who ask the questions with finesse takes control of the conversation. And when you're as a salesperson or a business owner, and I always tell people, watch yourself, just be cognitive of when you're speaking to prospect or client or to even another business owner and you're, you know, you're trying to exchange services, see who's doing the more talking, who's asking the questions and who's answering. Because the person answering the questions doesn't have control. The person asking the questions has controls. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So you know, the, what you just shared was obviously do everything you can, everything in your power to not sound like a typical salesperson. That was kind of the front end of that, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Be opposite of what you would consider to be a stereotypical salesperson, right? And then the other component of it was that you kind of touched on in the end, which was kind of take control or keep control of the conversation, you know, and you kind of explained a basic strategy on how to do that. Great. All right. So I think that's a great start. Where do we go from there? So another one too is a lot of people for, tend to forget, right? Is if they, and usually the calls we take are when they book with us. And that's again, through a great marketing 
and positioning. And when they, I always say, when they call you, you end up being an expert. But if you're calling out to them, you end up being a salesperson. So what we try to do with that marketing, again, with using, you know, scheduling links is they book with us. So we already have now just, you know, created an authority for ourselves. But the biggest key to that too, is if they're booking with us, they've gone through our funnel, they've read our emails. They means, that means they're either, A, they're looking, but the deeper is they got a problem. And either it's a problem they have right now, or it's going to be a future problem. It's going to be a future agony. So you have to always understand, no matter what goes on in the conversation, the core philosophy is they booked with you. They got a problem and you have the solution. You can never forget about that. So it's not about how great your offer is. It's not about that, you know, we call about that irresistible offer. It's actually what you want to understand is when they're on the call, it's about identifying that problem. And then what I create, what I talk about is bridging the gap between, okay, you're in a problem here today. What does the solution look like? And suppose, now I can't make any promises. Suppose we were to work together. What would that look like? So you can actually now bridge that gap. And through that, it allows objections to go away. It allows that resistance to go away. Because now you're speaking to something a little bit deeper. And I always say this, this is a key. The bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. Very cool. Okay. So just to clarify with everybody, this is not a strategy or you know what Kayvon's doing is not cold calling, right? These are typically leads that are coming in pre-qualified where they've already went through a funnel. They've already seen content. There's authority that's been established. They've scheduled some sort of a call. Maybe it was a free consulting call. Maybe it was a strategy call. Maybe they had a question, whatever the case may be, but they've, they've shown interest already. So they've already been qualified. So this isn't just picking up the phone book and dialing, right? Although I'm sure some of these strategies would work or will apply to that. It's a little bit different process. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because I think that's important. Yeah, it is important. But again, I always say at the bet, when you strip it all away, sales is sales, whether you're, a, you know, what I call is dialing for dollars, right? So that's the cold calling and the warm calling uh, and, or if they're calling you and if you're cold calling, I always, you know, one of my philosophies is don't try to sell them on the first call. Again, that's what salespeople try to do. On the first call is again, you can switch it right away and get into that position of asking the right questions. Once you kind of get past that first barrier of figuring out who you're speaking with. And, and one of the core philosophies I always have is you never give information away unless you deemed a profitable reason for doing so. So in, if that's the case, then when you're cold calling, I never give my information away unless I'm speaking to the decision maker. Information meaning what it is you do, exactly what you do, how much your, your services are, what that offer is, because that's what typical salespeople do. Gotcha. So you want to create a little bit, again, more a little bit of authority is, hey, I'm reaching out because we have, the idea is I'm reaching out because I have a solution to a lot of the world's problems, right? And I'm just giving you an opportunity before I go to your competitor next door. And gotcha. once you kind of come from that perspective, it's a different conversation, especially with B2B. I mean, I know your market is a lot of, you know, the business to business and how many times those guys get bombarded on the phone every day. So how do you separate yourself from them? Yeah, it sounds to me like a big part of that that you just kind of demonstrated was posture, right? Having having a strong posture as opposed to being that typical sales guy when they're call, cold calling that it almost sounds like they're groveling or begging. Yeah, exactly. So that's again, back to the never sound like typical salesperson. You don't want to get overexcited, right? You don't want to talk too fast. Right. Right? You don't want to use, I tell people, don't use traditional sales techniques and tactics anymore. Understand them because you know they're again, foundational, but don't use the, the typical ones because we've heard them all. 
here's the thing with sales is why it's getting, I believe, I don't want to say it's getting harder, but it's definitely getting more challenging for people to sell. And this is what I'm talking about selling over the phone is because our buyers are more educated. It's just what it was. You know, I always look at that, do some training for the sales uh, for cars, uh, car sales dealerships. And one of the things that, you know, a stat that I just thought was staggering and right now on average, a person coming in to buy a car, it's, they only go into 1.5 dealerships. So meaning they're basically going to one dealership. Back in the day, it was six. The reason for that is the buyer's educated. You go online, you pick your car, you pick your package, you know your price, you know it all. You know, like these buyers know what they want. Yeah, for sure. I I think the transparency of the internet has definitely created what I consider the most educated buyers of all time, whether they're in B2B, whether they're in B2C, whatever it is, if they've got internet access, they have transparency and access to data that, you know, even 15 years ago, we just, even though the internet was around, you just still, it continues to evolve. So yeah, I totally agree. And so a lot of those old school tactics is really funny because there's that old movie, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, yeah, you're a sales yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I know it, yeah. you saw it, you know, and it's yeah. that Alec Baldwin guy coming in and pounding his chest and, and you know, an ABC always be closing yeah, always. And, <laughs> you know, and, and that, that stuff just doesn't work anymore. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it worked back in the eighties, to be honest with you, but it definitely doesn't work today. So, so here's what I say to that, because I tell, and I, again, one of the things that I believe when it comes to sales, even when it comes to marketing as a business owner. You want to win. You got to understand that you have to come from authentic, like authenticity. It, that, like I, being someone you're not, or trying to hang out with people that you're not supposed to hang out with, or trying to do what other people are doing just doesn't work. Like again, when it comes to the education of our buyers, they they know when someone's beyond authentic. You want to be, you want to win. You got to be authentic. And what, the reason I say that is, you, you know, Glenn Care and Glenn Ross, you know, the you know, all ABC always be closing. I believe, sure, it actually could work, but that's a numbers game. And I don't like to play a numbers game, meaning if you called 100 people and you tried that philosophy on them, yeah, I'm sure somebody, one person who's kind of that demographic who likes to be pushed, you, you know, that we call that kind of a, a ruby personality. They're the competitive, they're that atypical eight type personality. They might respond to that. But I don't like to work hard. I kind of like to work smart and a little bit more, more direct, if you ask me. So yeah, no, I don't believe, to me, I don't believe picking up the phone and dialing for dollars is the best way to get in front of people, but it's a very effective way. But again, you're dialing for dollars. You got to do 100, 200 dollars a day to get to one person. With marketing nowadays, Facebook targeting, you can LinkedIn, you can change that completely and now only be speaking to the people that you should be speaking with, whether they're decision makers, whether they're people that have the problem, then the solution they're looking for is yours, whatever that might be. Yeah. And you have the ability to nurture them over a period of time because people are ready to buy when people are ready to buy, not necessarily when the salesperson or the entrepreneur or whoever it is that's trying to sell them something wants to sell it to them. So, you know, if you focus on a little bit more of this marketing strategy and creating your authority the way you've talked about, you know, you can let that sale evolve over time, right? You can let them marinate. And then at that point, when they raise their hand and they're ready to go, awesome. That's perfect. Now you've, you know, you have a, a really nice qualified lead and that's obviously going to going to show itself in the numbers. So perfect. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Because I know there's a couple of things we talked about prior to yeah, hit and record. Well, I just wanted to add to what you said, because I think if we're going down that, it's very important is, as you said, you want to let them marinate. That's what is the most important, which we call is the follow-up, right? Like the follow-up is, we talk about this all the time. The follow-up is where all the money is. It's not on the front end, it's in the back end. And the back end is the follow-up for salespeople. It's, it's, 
filling that funnel, but following up and making sure that you're staying consistent and persistent is how you're going to win the game. And a lot of you know salespeople, businesses I see, they're just not consistent. They rarely do a follow-up and they're leaving so much money on the table. They're so worried about that front end and getting more and more and more, but they're sitting on a gold mine. So I always tell people, people look at their CRM as a trash can. The CRM is not a trash can. It's actually a gold mine if you know how to leverage it and use it. And then one of the other things, you know, when we come, when we think about the philosophies that we use, and I tell my team all the time and train people on is you, you got to understand if, and this is where, if we're talking about a commodity or we're talking about a, a hundred dollar offer, you know, or a hundred dollar product, it's different. For me, I really specialize in five, 10, 15, $20,000 plus. When people are purchasing that or wanting to purchase something like that, it's because they're in a pain. They got a problem, as I said. So we have to understand that there's three levels. Psychologically, there's three levels of pain, which level one is what we call is kind of that surface pain is that intellectual problem. So again, and let's call it businesses. Oh, my Facebook ads aren't working or, you know, the salespeople are not closing. The level two pain is what we call is more that business. It's kind of that financial pain as a result of the Facebook ads not working or the, or my guy's not closing or HR not doing their thing. We're not being able to produce our income, i.e. I now can't pay the bill. That's pretty painful. But if we can get to the level three, and that's that personal pain, that's as a result of the Facebook ads not working, and now we're not driving revenues or profits to pay our bills, I'm now failing as a business owner. And now as a business owner, I'm failing. That's also a direct reflection, probably, of what's going on in someone's personal life. Because I always tell people, oh, go on. No, that's interesting. I mean, that's, you know, so the first one was kind of a surface level, like you said, the salespeople aren't closing. And then the second level was, it's kind of the result of them not closing, you know, maybe cash flow slowed down, maybe they're having a hard time making payroll. And then the third one is, you know, maybe they're not making their, maybe because the business is failing, maybe they can't make their mortgage payment at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say, say this, someone's like, you know, the business owner's plane is failing. I said, that's a direct reflection guaranteed of their personal life. Because if your business is failing, your personal life's failing. So, and, I, and they go one in one. So I always tell people, hey, you got to, it's, and that's where the personal pain is. Where is this affecting you in your personal life with your wife, with your husband, with your kids? And when you can speak to them and bond with them at that level, they, that's where they'll start really feeling their real pain. And they'll realize that, man, I have to fix this or I'm going to continue going this way. And how long can someone go failing before you know the lights get turned off? Yep. So one of the things is, again, just kind of those fundamentals is, most people think that a sales call should be all up and fun and we're going to do this. We're going to kick ass and we're going to, it's, it's actually not like that. A true closing call is what I call is that that's when we're actually getting the transaction. They're giving me the credit card. It shouldn't actually be pleasant. It doesn't have to be rude or mean. I tell you, but it shouldn't be pleasant. They should feel a little uneasy because they understand we've now identified that there is a problem, but they also a little bit of this eagerness because now we know that we have a solution and we're going to start working on that. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, let's do the next couple of questions rapid fire because we got to wrap it up for today. Yeah, Try to absolutely. do you know Love one it. minute or less here on what's your favorite growth tool or software that you use to grow your business? Some form of technology, whether it be a SaaS product or something that you're using to grow your business? What's what's your favorite? Uh, we I love Close.io for our CRM because it allows my team and I to know exactly where our prospects are in our funnel, which allows us to grow our business because we know where they're at so we can speak to them in that certain way. So that's Close.io. Perfect. 
And what's one book that you, you know, maybe left a lasting impression on you or helped you throughout your journey that you would recommend to the audience? The uh, Chet Holmes, The Ultimate Sales Machine. It's a great marketing and sales book. If you're, if you're a six-figure, even a seven-figure business looking to get to that eight figures, it's a great, great book to read. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, Kayvon, you know, I really appreciate you being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about what you got going on over there, and we'll wrap it up for today. Absolutely. If you're a business owner and you got a sales team, you want me to come and train. If you're a solopreneur and you're looking a little bit more of the philosophies, I'd love to be able to help you. I'd love to make that impact I can. And if you want to get to me, very easy. Just go to kayvon.com. That's K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. And all my information's there and you can connect it to me through my website. Awesome. Well, listen, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. I really appreciate you being here. And listen, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Dennis, I'm always looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.